This is Stephen Dominguez from the Science Faction Podcast, and you're listening to the BS Podcast Network. Enjoy. Hey, this is Susan Egan, Broadway's original Belle in Beauty and the Beast and the voice of Megara in Disney's Hercules. And you're listening to the Magic Our Way Podcast with Wonder Boys, Kevin, Danny, Eli, and Lee. And they are a real slice. Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of... The Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. The Magic Our Way Podcast. They are truly magical and whatnot. Sante Sun, everyone. You're listening to the Magic Hour Podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. We are Artistic Bus, talking about Disney stuff, and this is a show in which every opinion is welcome. MagicRoy.com is where you can find us today. Lee is giving you some Epcot tip, uh, tips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, my name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. And on this show, we follow the Disney concept of edutainment, where we focus on your entertainment, and along the way, you just might learn a thing or two. Hey, hey, hey. And as always, to join in our discussion, we have our resident comic genius from ivorycomics.com, Mr. Eli Ivory. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good. How you Wonder Boys doing? <laughs> <laughs> Wonder Boy. I'm ready for my Epcot tip. All right. I want that Epcot tip. I want to learn about tips. All that tip. Put the tip in. All the tip. All that. And the guy giving us the tip. Is the tippy of himself. It's the yeah. tippy of himself from Magical Moments Vacations, a shaggy TA tip. Yep. We lost a Vika. Let me tell you, when, when we had that intro right now and she said, you guys are a real slice, I swear I thought she was going to say we were real sluts. But <laughs> I was like, what is going on? But Well, speak for yourself, sir. <laughs> I kind of thought that's where it was going at first, too. <laughs> God yeah, you never seen Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like it just when I heard it, in, when I heard it over the air, it sounded like she was going to say something else. That's but, what you wanted to hear. Uh, yeah, admit it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. What is that called? When they say one thing, when you think it is saying something, what is that? The Pythagorean theorem? No, that's not it. <laughs> um, Freudian slip or something like that. Uh, right? Freudian slip? <laughs> yeah, I think it's Freudian slip. Yeah, I, I think they call it Darwin's theory of evolution. <laughs> I thought it was Haley's comet. Oh yeah. Oh, that's it. It uh, comes around. Every now and then, it'll oh, hit you. My Stocksley's triangle. Well, that is a that's a Wonder Boy thing to do. I like it. Man, you're on this Wonder Boy tip. I just I like that. That was a that you was like a Wonder cool Bread. Term. I do. You do I like do. Wonder Bread. Yeah, it goes cool. really well with peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you by Screwball, the Screwball peanut butter whiskey that it tastes so fine in your mouth and <sighs> smells just as good in your nose. This mm. is really yeah, it's really good, really smooth. Yes. Really uh, full disclosure, we are not sponsored by them, but we are open to options. We should reach out to them, though. <laughs> yes, show at magicrobby.com. Let us know. Uh, but anyway, guys, look, um, we have a show presented by Lee. Uh, it's a travel agent show of sorts, and he's given us, yes, some tips about Epcot. Uh, but I'm going to let him uh, give you a little taste, or give you the tip, as it were, <laughs> of what he's about to present. <laughs> so, Lee, take it away, sir. Yeah, let me just give you the tip of the iceberg here. Yeah. So... What I wanted to do is put together a list that I could give to travel clients um, who are traveling to Walt Disney World that would enhance their vacation. And it may be like, it could be, again, the little tip, little tricks, little trivia, uh, some little secret hidden things that not everybody knows about. Just something to where as they're traveling, enjoying the attractions, enjoying the parks, 
dad or mom might say, hey, guys, did you know so-and-so? Or did you know this? Or did you know that? So this is kind of uh, did you know for Epcot. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoy this, and we'll be able to do the other three parks uh, the same. So, yeah, that's the idea behind it, just to give you not an in-depth discussion, just a little little piece of trivia, a little piece of uh, history or information on some of the things that you'll be experiencing while, while uh, visiting Epcot. And eventually, again, we'll do the other parks as well. Something you can show off with. Like, hey, did you know yeah, that? Exactly. Yes, exactly. I felt like more like the entire head than the tip. <laughs> well, this is, again, this is just the tip of the tips. Okay. There's a lot more that uh, are out there. Again, it's not going to be a, an entirely inclusive detail of every single detail at each attraction. It's just like, hey, you know, did you know this about Test Track? And did you know this about Soren and, and things like that? Oh, that's cool. Looking forward to hearing Gladys Knight the tips. Yep, so, uh, great. <laughs> so enough of Lee's jibber jabber. Let's go discuss some magic. And as we talked about in the introduction, this is the hub. And for today's hub, we are talking about tips to enhance your Epcot experience where, as opposed to the inverse where it's enhancement of the tip. Oh, yeah. Well, these are tips to enhance. Isn't that crazy? These tips are so good. We're going to be running up and putting dollars in these. Ooh, that's right. That's yeah. it. I make right. little paper footballs and fling them out there. All right. Don't have no oil on because the money just slipped from right out the tip. <laughs> yeah. Don't want that. So Lee's going to lead us through this exploration of awesome tips to enhance. Uh, Lee, take it away, sir. Where are you taking us first? All right. Well, um, as I said, we're going to be talking about Epcot today. And I thought the, the best way to do this is just kind of into the park. Uh, what do you see first? And we're going to go clockwise around World Showcase and work our way back. And then, uh, you know, kind of take a, a full tour of Epcot, if it were. Yeah, when I enter the park, I see the ball first. That's right. You see a big ball. That's the tip? <laughs> that's, that's tip number one, is that if you don't see that big ball, you are in the wrong park. I thought that was the weenie. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so as you enter uh, Epcot, that should be the first thing you see is Spaceship Earth. It's, uh, you can't miss it. Some people call it the golf ball or whatever, but it is a, uh, just a giant geodesic sphere at the front of the park but here's some things uh did you know did you know did you know did you know spaceship earth weighs 16 million pounds oh that's a lot Hmm. that is a lot it's huge how did they find a scale to weigh it that big that is a good question (laughs) i'm assuming that they know how much material they use to build it or something Ah. but um i'm okay so funny thing i actually was double checking today i said man that doesn't sound right. Let me check. Did I write that down right? And yeah, I checked it. It's again, 16 million pounds, at least according to the Googles, <laughs> Spaceship Earth weighs 16 million pounds. I mean, it's just funny, you know, like there wasn't like zero one, like 16 million and one pound. <laughs> right, or 15 million, pounds. Exactly. They just rounded it to 16 a perfect million. 16. That's great. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, I feel like I need to go on a diet. Mm. Me too, huh? <laughs> yeah. Your balls, your balls are too big. Um, oh, thank you. Thank if you. If your balls you. are 16 million pounds, it's time to get a lot of pants to support that. <laughs> uh, you got to carry mine in a wheelbarrow. Um, and a Jacques strap. <laughs> a Jacques Jacques strap. Yeah, you get them from France, they're better. <laughs> at, the, at, the, at the France Pavilion. Yes. Um, the whole thing also measures 165 feet in diameter. 
and encompasses 2.2 million cubic feet of space. Mm. So that's like a you know some good dad information. Like dad wouldn't want to know that information to show off to his kids that he knows all those uh, stats. Um, Lee, yes. What's a cubit? What's a cubit? <laughs> cubic. Cubic. Cubic feet. Right. Cubit is a video game that had a little guy ring ring ring. He's a lovely that- game. Uh, listeners, if anybody knows what Danny was referring to, please email us at show at magical.com because <laughs> uh, uh, you are you are special like us. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a hidden reference. It is a very <laughs> hidden reference. Yeah, you'd have to know and follow the guy in order to uh, and admit that you follow. <laughs> yes, admit that you follow and listen to the tapes. And uh, is that a Ron Jeremy reference or no? <laughs> I'll tell you off the air. Dude. That's yeah. a tip for you. <laughs> that's a tip for you. All right. Lee, I got a question for you. What is a geodesic sphere? Because like a lot of people hear that. It's a geodesic sphere. What is that? What is a geodesic sphere? Yes. I have no idea. It's oh. a big-ass circle. <laughs> a big-ass ball. So what is it makes it geodesic, Kevin, uh, Danny? Isn't it how the, uh, how the ball is made with all of the... Uh, triangles and Yeah, stuff? the triangles and how that... I would think. It, that's yeah, I, would. I think that would have some play. Yeah, in how well, it, uh, if I may. Prismic. Oh, please do. Uh, it comes from like geodesic domes, in which geodesic domes are curved surfaces made out of straight things. So instead, mm. like triangles have straight sides. So instead of like using curved pieces, they use just a bunch of triangles to make like a curved shape. Ah. And so, yeah, they, made a, they took two of those domes together and they made a geodesic sphere, which mm. is two okay, geodesic cool. yeah, yeah, normally you hear it in geodesic dome reference. Uh, and stuff like Montreal World's Expo had a geodesic. I think it was a geodesic uh, dome. But yeah, basically just you know using straight pieces to make. So a curved it's not, thing. yeah, and they're not curved pieces. They're straight pieces, but they use them in such a way to create a curve. Man, I just told you that. <laughs> no, <laughs> sh- <laughs> I just want to make sure I had it right. Stepping all over Kevin's knowledge. Too late now. I just want to make want to make sure I knew I had you know that way I could pass it on to my families. That's right. If they were to ask, now, I was close. I knew kind of, but I didn't have it explained like you did. Straight pieces for curves. Yeah. Do you know who created the geodesic sphere? Uh, Joe Rody. Joe no, 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 not no. Joe Rody. This predated Joe Rody. Oh, Columbus, Columbus, Columbus. <laughs> a little too far back, maybe. Wow, a little far back. No, there was a guy by the name of Bucky Fuller. Bucky Fuller. Bucky, Bucky Fuller. Well, his real name was Buckminster. Oh, Fuller. Buckminster. Quite a mouthful. He was too pretentious. Buckminster. Did he have a friend named Captain America? Yes, he did. Yes. Oh, cool. Captain America Meister. He was a winter soldier, and then no, um, <laughs> so no, he was the one who first came up with the geodesic sphere, and he was also uh, the one who first coined the term spaceship Earth. Ah, and he did like a paper on it in 1968, and John Hinch and him became friendly, and they talked about it, and they wanted him to work on the park, and that's what they brought him in to, to do the geodesic sphere. But yeah. I never really caught up on what geodesic sphere means. I don't. Know, I'm sure I read it, but it just kind of goes in one ear. I mean, science. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all, all that yeah. stuff. In one ear, one up the other end. Yeah, if it's not on Breaking Bad, <laughs> I don't pay attention as well. I like science. That was one of the reasons why Epcot was one of my favorite parts. Science, bitch. <laughs> That's right, boy. Yeah, Hit me with science. Go, Mister White. Polygrams, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> what a monument to math. All right, a couple more things here. Um, there are actually two spheres that. Um, compose 
the uh, actual attraction of Spaceship Earth. They have the one, just the actual sphere going around, and then they have the second sphere is all the triangles that are attached to that inner sphere. Uh, they're about two feet out from the inner sphere. Inner sphere, that was that movie when Martin Short got really small and went yeah. inside Dennis Quaid. Or yeah. The other way around. No, it was Dennis Quaid went into Martin Short. Yes. Right. Yes. That probably makes more sense. He had the little ship and the ship was round. Right. It was. I remember that. Like that's a sphere. Right. Like yeah. a sphere. Like his sphere. girlfriend was a blonde chick from all the 80s movies. Yeah, yeah. Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan, that's right. That's right. Yeah. She, was, she left Goose to get with, you know, Dennis Quaid. Well, Goose kind of uh, died. So. That's what I'm saying. She was widowed. Mm. Oh, yeah, she was widowed. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we all make her look out to be bad, but yeah, that's yeah. where that happened. But that was before they almost threw Tom Hanks in the volcano. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and he played ping pong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> caught lots of shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Lee. So, yes. Inner sphere. And, and so you've got two layers, and then those triangles, there's a one-inch gap between each triangle, and that funnels all the rainwater that hits uh, Spaceship Earth into the World Showcase Lagoon. That's and why it never are. drips on me when I'm in line. That's why it doesn't. Oh. Recycling. I'm so glad that ball doesn't drip on me when I'm in line. Yep. Nothing worse than drippy balls. Um, That's true. Oh. That's a tip. The triangles we talked about, there are 11,324 aluminum and plastic alloy triangles wow. that create. Yeah. And the last little bit of trivia here, when you're riding the actual attraction and you reach the, the very top of the history lesson, when you go through all the history lessons, you're at the very top of the sphere. Mm. You are 100, almost 180 feet in the air before you go back down. Because it's an 180 foot tall sphere. Uh, yeah. I mean, that makes sense, right? Sure, but math, uh, math adds up. Wait, hold up. Science. Oh, man. Science. Yeah, that's what I get. We're doing math on a Saturday. Oh, man. Hopefully, I won't. Not too much more math for you there, Eli. Hey, I appreciate that. On. I mean, you know, Monday <laughs> through Friday, I'm all about math. Math and science. And I mean, all that. Geez. You know, all that. All that binary. But, yeah, Saturday Zeros is tough. and ones, huh? All right, go ahead, Lee. I'm sorry. All right. So, let's keep going um, to the left, counterclockwise. To the left. Through future what? world, Universe and of we will come upon Mission Space. Oh, Mission Space, Mission Space. Mm, Mission space. Now, uh. Um, uh, we all know this, but maybe if you're a new visitor to Walt Disney World, you've never gone to Epcot before, you may not realize that there once was only one version of Mission Space. Now there are two options: green and orange. Mm. Um, orange is the most intense uh, ride, with has simulated G forces up to two and a half Gs. This is actually the only attraction in Walt Disney World that contains barf bags. Yeah, so, that's a G thing, baby. <laughs> <laughs> tells you all you need to know. Well, Lee, wait, wait, where did you say you found the G spot? <laughs> well, I'm still looking. Oh, but, uh, okay. I thought you said to the left. Put some flour on it. You find Clockwise. It. Oh, good. Clockwise to the left. Mm. That's a kneecap. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> I don't think I've ever reached the kneecap. Don't Sensory do kneecaps. Sensory overload. Yes. They're too rough, though. Then you'll need the barf bag, and then you don't want that. No. Yeah. That's a that's a good advertisement for how tough your ride is if you have a barf bag already waiting for your guests. What's, I didn't know this until I looked it up, but, okay, so originally you had the one version, which was the, you know, the crazy version that everyone got sick on and that was not good for a family attraction. Um, so, they again, they converted half of it to green and half of it to orange or left the, you know, left it the same with the orange side and converted the green side to where, you know, you kind of just, 
your, your ride vehicle just kind of moves side to side. It doesn't, you know, have a centrifugal force and things like that. Um, but they actually, when they did it, they designed it so that they could turn it on or off. So if they wanted to, Disney could make the whole thing green. They could make the whole thing orange. They could do it either. They could do it any combination they want. So even though they converted, you know, half of the ride to the, you know, the less intense version, they could go back to being at all intensive they wanted to, or they could, again, go back to making them all, you know, less intensive they wanted to. I did not know that. Wow. I did not either. I learned something today. So did you know? Yeah. No, I did not know. And you didn't that, know. Did know. I did not know. That's cool, right? So if you have a cast member that wants to take revenge on people. <laughs> <laughs> flick a sweat. Yeah. Flick. So be nice to the cast members. That's another lesson there. Give them a tip. Yeah. Give them a tip. Be nice to them because they can really. F- Might you have up. a code V. Yeah. <laughs> a protein spill, as it were. Yeah, I was a protein say, spill. Like, protocol, yes. It's mutually assured destruction because if you vomit, well, the same class member who's like, hee hee, oh, I got to clean that up. What if they're on the right. way out? They, mm-hmm. they got their last two weeks and they're just like, you know, I do whatever. So then they're like, all right, clean that. I quit anyway. Okay. Okay. And. Final thing, and I wouldn't actually put this into a, uh, uh, you know, a tip sheet for my clients, but uh, just for the Magic Our Way listeners, uh, if you don't know this, the reason why they changed the, uh, the attraction is because actually two people died uh, on the attraction because it was so intense. There was a, uh, a four-year-old boy who had an undiagnosed heart condition and a 49-year-old woman who suffered a stroke uh, due to high blood pressure. So, again, they both had some pre-existing conditions that cause that. But I mean, that's a pretty intense ride when it um, kills two of your guests. So, you know, there's a good, there's a reason why they changed it to uh, to green and orange, which I got to wonder, like, so is orange still like as intense as the original. Well, orange is a new black, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I never rode the original. I don't either. So they, I, never, I don't mind. I'm yeah. too chicken to ride the orange, so I don't know. There, if there's a risk, I'm going to be sick. Mission Space is not the attraction I'm risking it on. I'll risk it on Star Tours. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. sure. To see yeah. C-3PO up there, I'll risk it. Risk it for the biscuit. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's move on. We're uh, going now to Test Track. Okay. Um, we have probably talked about this on a previous show, but it is the fastest attraction in Walt Disney World. The uh, The car itself reaches speeds up to 65 miles an hour. Except mm-hmm. for when I'm in it, and it's only 62. <laughs> I thought you were going to say 60 died. I don't I'm know like, why. come on, come on, go, go, go. <laughs> but it never reaches 65. I'm like, oh, yeah, because I'm a little heavy. Aww. Oh, don't be so hard on yourself. It's okay. Uh, first step in improving myself is to admit uh, I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> fair. That's fair. And then pick up peanut butter whiskey to make it better. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, there's no carbs, maybe. I don't know. I feel <laughs> I feel good about your selection. You know, and maybe, and maybe the car on Fast Track needs a tune-up. Maybe you know, so. That during maybe that that's time. it. Maybe, that maybe you designed it poorly. There you go. I did. When they uh, when they originally designed this ride, this attraction, it was supposed to get up to ninety five miles an hour. Ooh. So if you can imagine that, I mean that that sixty five is pretty fast being outdoors and you know the the top down and all that. Can you imagine ninety five miles an hour? Man, Texas, you have eighty five mile per hour speed limits. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Test Track is also the longest ride in Walt Disney World. It has 5,246 feet of track. Hmm. There are 25 different cars that can be run at one time. 
These cars are designed to last up to 1 million miles in their lifetime, and they run about 50,000 miles each day. So technically, each car should last about 20 years. So when did it come into being? I don't, I don't have that little note. Is it time to, to replace the cars yet? I don't know. Did they replace them when they did 2.0? That's a good question. I wonder, because, I mean, again, they got a 20-year uh, lifetime yeah, on them. 1999 was the first iteration, so who knows? Maybe they did. I got to imagine they made yeah. improvements to the cars when they, yeah. when they changed the tracks. Yeah. would hope. Or maybe they did. Maybe they went, may save money and there's really Hyundais out there. That That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> they don't know the difference, those silly customers. They just want to go fast. <laughs> All right. So moving out of um, Future World into World Showcase. Um, Wait, what about the other side of Future World? We ain't going there? Uh, the the other side. Oh, so we got to go all the way around. Yeah, all the way around. Oh. We'll showcase and work our way back around. He's mapping it. So stay oh. tuned for part two. Stay tuned. So there is a yes. center line, and you will not cross it. You have to go all right. the way around. I got go you. All the way around. Okay. What about Wonders of Life, Lee? We know <laughs> you're not going to get into the Wonders, Wonders of, of Life. life yeah, isn't that uh, dead now? <laughs> no, play, play pavilion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's something new that we'll they'll add to it that we'll do on a future show yeah. once they finally uh, rebuild Epcot. Nothing good enough for a tip, I guess. Not, not, not yet. a tip. You ain't hearing it today. No. It's a tip. Um, <laughs> so we're going to World Showcase, so I'm assuming by the trajectory that you're taking us, it's Mexico's Mexico! first. Mexico! Yeah. Oh! So before we go into the World Showcase, if you are at the uh, Disney Traders gift shop, uh, behind the shop, there's a brass telescope. Brass telescope. What? That funky telescope. Scope, scope. And you can use that telescope to see all the way across uh, World Showcase Lagoon into uh, the America Pavilion. And there's another telescope in the American Pavilion that you can see back over there as well. So, you know, hey, if you want to have your friend uh, run, you know, a couple miles around to meet you over there, you can both wave to each other from across uh, World Showcase Lagoon. That's cool. That's cute. That's cool. You can get creepy at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Spy on chicks. I want you to stand at this location in approximately 12.15. There's probably like Reddit groups where it's like, hey, meet me at the telescopes. What time will you be at yeah. American Adventure? I'll be over here at the whatever. I'll, I'll be wearing a red scarf. Mm-hmm. I'll have a red lapel pin. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> go ahead. All right. So let's uh, we'll start with Mexico, obviously, the first country and world showcase. And we'll Mexico! go around the circle. Um, okay. So everyone knows uh, in Mexico, they have the big pyramid there. Uh, and if you look at the pyramid, they have all these statues, uh, large sculptures in front of the stairs. Those were not originally there. Uh, those were added later because kids kept climbing up the stairs, and so they had to they had to add those. <laughs> well, now adults are climbing up the stairs. So. Well, yeah. So. Yeah, did they ever get that guy <laughs> that ran up there? Remember? I mean, I guess your toddler has more sense than uh, a drunken college kid. But uh, yeah, that was back in uh, November 2015 that the uh, guy tried to uh, scale the pyramid. Yeah, somebody made it. He like disappeared. It made me think like there was just like this urban legend or something if you climb up the pyramid you disappear <laughs> well he you got know? stuck up there and he couldn't get down and he got hungry so he had to eat himself oh oh that's a better story <laughs> did he have a barf bag while he had that on the side oh yeah yeah was it pizza the hut <laughs> <laughs> i think his last name was donner though but oh. <laughs> uh, he barbecue sauce himself oh man and then um, inside <laughs> of the uh, the building there where they have the restaurant and everything, it's all 
a nighttime scene. Um, and the reason for that is because they want to have a lively atmosphere. Um, and if you are in Mexico and it's, you know, the middle of the day, they, that's not really how it is in Mexico. There are a lot of people are you know, hanging out and doing siestas. So, yeah. So all the action is at night, um, you know, all the, all the celebrating and the getting oh, yeah. together and stuff is at night. So that's why they did it uh, in the nighttime scene oh, my goodness. inside the, uh, the Mexico Pavilion. Yeah, that pavilion. Oh, I'm sorry, Lee. You still talking about the pavilion, real quick? No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I remember we went one time at night when we rode the three Caballeros. Remember that? And there was a mariachi band mm-hmm. that played. Oh my God, I never fell in love so hard for the. I remember that the girl was singing. Yes, yes. I don't know if that's relevant or yeah. not, but my tip just shot up thinking about that. You went. <laughs> yeah. She was singing this one song And we were, we were chilling out Like cause the pavilion is, That's pretty It's pretty big And then nobody was there at night And I was I remember that Cause you looked at the woman And you're like Remember me yes. <laughs> I'm this big black man over here Remember yeah. me That's right Ernesto de la brother What's that Ernesto de la <laughs> Ernesto de la brother <laughs> Ernesto de la ghetto Yo, Ernesto de la brother Let me talk to you What was she singing Oh my God! Um, she sang a Selena song. I want to say oh, at one point, uh, oh, Selena. Oh my gosh, she was so beautiful. Anything for Selena's. I remember that you were quite smitten. With I that was. Smitten. I, I remember that on that trip. Probably right this man. She was singing Selena, but in reality, it was like Guantanamo. <laughs> <laughs> she was singing something for a quinceanera or something. Oh, there you go. Uh, it sounded yeah. beautiful. It sounded like she was only singing to me, but okay, go ahead. I'm all right. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I always joke when you go to a mes- Mexican restaurant and you know they have the mariachis there. It's like you can tell where all the white people are sitting because the only two songs they know to ask for are La Caracha and La Bamba. So, <laughs> well, who don't love like, La Bamba? <laughs> if they sing one of those songs, you know that's a some white oh folks sitting over there on that table. Hey, you know what's funny about <laughs> oh you bring up God. La Bamba? It's like the other day I was talking with a friend. I'm like, what happened to Lou Diamond Phillips? I think he died yeah. in a plane crash. Richard! <laughs> <laughs> that movie was great. That's the last time I saw him. Nah. No, I know. He's in the big hit, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in the big hit. He was the okay. bad guy in the big hit. He's been go. in, um, like, Out of Limits. I mean, he doesn't have starring roles like he used to, but ah. I've seen him, like, oh, a few okay. things. Is he on Cameo? Should look for him. Yeah, maybe we should. If he, I, would, I would totally be like, hey, I would. Yeah. I'm on it. Give me some Chavez y Chavez. <laughs> oh, that's right. He was in Young Guns, too. That was, that was the other big thing. It was Young Guns. And Young Guns yeah. won. Hola, Vato. We're headed for blood. Did y'all ever make <laughs> it to the old Mexico Road? Whatever it was. <laughs> the old Mexican oh, Blackbird. Blackbird. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. Sorry, Lee. Go ahead. Oh, Let's go. Let's go to Norway. That movie was great. Oh, Norway. <laughs> yeah. Norway. Yes. Norway. Norway. Give out the fish. Yeah. <laughs> No Lou Diamond Phillips. No Lou Diamond Phillips. In <laughs> no. Oh, sorry. White Diamond Phillips over here. But, um, so the Kringle Bakery. Old cafe, White Diamond Phillips. The roof is. The roof is on fire? What? <laughs> the roof. The roof. The roof is made of grass. We don't need no water. Let, Let the goat up. eat it. <laughs> um, because it's cost effective, right. <laughs> and we got to save money, and it's good for the environment. That's right. All right, so the Kringla Bakery or Cafe okay. has a roof that's made out of grass. Where's the Bob Marley music when you need it? I was going to say. I know. <laughs> I was gonna, yeah. Just roll it up and smoke the roof. I was thinking yeah. the minute I heard it. 
Different kind of grass. Oh, different kind. Oh, okay. So the legal stuff. Yeah, okay. All right, good, the good, legal good. kind. That's what they but, say. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So this, you know, the grass, the sod, that makes a good insulation in the summer and the winter. So in Norway, this, this is very common that they have these roofs um, made out of grass and they're trimmed, uh, kept trimmed by goats. So, you know, the little goats just go around and eat the grass on top of the roof and you're good to go. That is not true. <laughs> yes, it is true. Not, no, like in, in actual Norway, but not in, in Walt Disney World, they, right? No, yeah, in actual Norway, sorry. Yes. In oh. actual Norway. Okay, just making sure. Okay, I thought you were saying that Disney they had like little helicopters with a harness. They dropped the goat down, Operation Goat Drop right there on the roof. Eat, the, eat it quick. We only got five minutes. Call a maintenance team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Billy Goat's trying to escape. Yeah, Mary Poppins comes out singing the Billy Goat song from Sound of oh Music. <laughs> no, in the Norway Pavilion, cast members are responsible for the maintenance. Uh, you might even see them up there trimming their the grass with some little hedge clippers and stuff. But uh, okay, it's, it's got a little sprinkler system and everything. So mm-hmm. yeah, they want to keep that grass lush and green. So oh, man. Yeah, but it is actual grass. It's not you know astroturf or anything like that. It's actual grass. It's actual grass. So the cast members are the goat. Yeah, the cast members of the goat. Mm. The greatest of all time. Got a cold goat, cold goat. <laughs> Grass is getting too high. This is Joe Clark saying, put some locks on the door so nobody can get out while we trim the roof. Need some roofscaping. Yeah. <laughs> you just get some uh, some guys from Mexico. Uh, they're right next door. Just come on over and. You know. <laughs> oh, dude, dude, that is not. You got your dude. job. You want to take care of your country, don't you? Send your letters to Lee at MMVAgent.com. Is that what it is? Well, I wonder what the... Lee at MagicArway.com. No, no. no magical want... travel nope. vacations. Kevin, Kevin at, at MagicArway.com. <laughs> Anybody but me at MagicArway.com. <laughs> it's like the Jungle Cruise. If you like that joke, I was Lee at MagicArway.com. If you didn't like the joke, I'm Kevin at MagicArway.com. <laughs> All right, so what about China? China! So, China! 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 China. Um, so the circular hall, which is uh, it's the prayer for good harvest. It's a exact half scale replica of the um, the same building that's inside the Temple of Heaven, which is located near Beijing. No man, the Temple of Heaven is on um, Bourbon and Toulouse, and uh, <laughs> the girls got magic fingers. Man, I've <laughs> spent a couple of days in here myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, when they walk on your back and oh man, that's right. Nice. All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right. Well, as you enter, uh, there's four red columns decorated in gold, representing the four seasons. And if you stand exactly in the middle the of all four the four seasons, <laughs> shoe up, shoe up, If you if you stand in the exact center of all those columns and you sing some doo wop, ah. um, you will. Uh, you will hear your voice echo, but no one else in the room will hear your voice. So it's the acoustics are such that you can only hear yourself Interesting. in the middle of that room. So yeah. if I stood there and I go, I, 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 I want the knife, what? Please. 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 I would only hear myself. Yeah, you will only hear yourself. No one else will hear and you. And nobody else. That's, uh, that's fun, actually. In China, no one can hear you echo. What? Right. <laughs> um, inside the China Pavilion, the streets and pathways are purposely built very narrow to give you the feeling of walking around a crowded Chinese marketplace. Well, who doesn't want that? Right, especially during COVID. I yeah. want all the crowding. <laughs> yes. All the, all the narrow. Well, the archers, that. that's who don't want it. They're going to leave in the middle and be like, screw this noise. It's too packed. 
One night in China. Shoot, I, I Facebooked them. I was like, "You think that's bad? You should see a New Orleans grocery store with two storms in the Gulf." <laughs> oh <laughs> man, wow. you yeah, kidding. man, I couldn't even buy baby shampoo today. Like, I'm like, "What is going on?" Like, y'all buying everything? We're gonna motorboat two storms. <laughs> We're gonna motorboat two storms. Man, all that social yeah, distance that went out the window. People needed their water. <laughs> social distancing my ass. Mm-hmm. Give me no. my bottle water. Everybody in New Orleans is like, "COVID, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to wait." We got two big ass storms headed our way. Mm-hmm. COVID, you're gonna have to sit your ass down over there. No, don't even get up. Sit your ass down. <laughs> We're going to the store. Yeah, so you better hang on. COVID's like, don't worry about it. I'm gonna be here the next two years. Yeah, so I got yeah. you. I got you when the storm's over. That's fine. That's fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll be waiting. I was gonna say one of my favorite stories about China, and then Lee, maybe you could tell me because I remember hearing this, but I don't remember. Um, the whole story behind it, but there was a, a like a um, a prince, a Prince Vin or something like that, who was just like Ving Rames. Ving Rames, yes, and uh, he got <laughs> in the ass by these <laughs> two hillbillies. <laughs> And China, no. Um, <laughs> I was like, kind of fables you listening to. <laughs> uh, Tarantino's fables. Ah, good one, actually. That's good. Yeah, uh, no, uh, there was a Prince Vin, apparently, who was just like tyrant. Who the people mm-hmm. got tired of and hung or something like that? Oh no, I don't know the story. So every uh, building in China or something like that has to have a representation on him to remind people of what happens to tyrants. And there's one building particularly that has representations of this Prince Ven along with these animals behind him. And I can't remember what the animals represented, but I heard this story a while back. Prince Ven. Yeah, and and I could be saying the name wrongly because I again yeah. it was just a story that I heard. Well, I'm going to check that out and see if so, that's a pretty cool tip. Oh, wait, wait, no, I'm sorry. I just looked at Prince Min. I said it wrong. The man seated on the hen of the roof of the Nine Dragons restaurant is Prince Min, Ooh. a third century ruler who was hanged for his cruelty. It is customary to install an effigy of him as a warning to other tyrants. The various animals that are positioned behind him, they're there to keep him from escaping. Oh, wow. <laughs> his spirit. That's that awesome. is so messed up. That's awesome. So isn't that crazy that on the that roof of that building, oh wow, you see a representation of somebody about to get hung in the Disney park, and you just didn't even realize that. Well, we uh, kind of did see a representation of that. We talked about it on the last show. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. right. You know what? But, but this one's about to be hung. The other one had been long hung. Long, 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 long. For all you sixteen candle fans, are we still in China now? Oh my no, we're kind of just in the, yeah. we're, okay. So but, they got to go too. Then I'm guessing. I'm sorry, Prince Men canceled. But yeah, because yeah. he's a real dude. Yeah. yeah, and he really did get hung. Yeah, but I mean, it's okay because animals are watching him, so it also enforces positivity towards animals uh i guess is good things i like so. how they cut off his escape route <laughs> you know like they're right behind him like you can't go nowhere no nope. off the roof or through off us. the roof or hanging on that's the end of that's a cool story though that is a cool story all right go ahead Kat. um lee i'm sorry all right so let's move into germany and um Jawohl. <laughs> yeah there was supposed to be an attraction here that i uh, would recreate yes a rhine river cruise yeah i remember oh das boot <laughs> no, that would not be a good attraction to be on. No, man, that's my. <laughs> I people. prefer Dust Butt. I do too. Oh, that's that club in the East that Eli likes. To yeah, 
Yes, yeah, right, yeah. right next to Club Eden. That's right. You get a cafeteria and a dance at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, due to budget constraints, the attraction never came to life, but the space is still there. So, if you um, if you go to the beer garden restaurant, there's a mural there. And if you kind of knock on that wall, you'll hear the hollow sound that is the space where the attraction would have been built. Hello, no can come in. <laughs> hello, hello. Dave, Dave's not here. Hey, you ruined my Rhine River ride, man. <laughs> Dave. Hello, no, no, Rhine River attraction, not here. No, 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 no. I just want to see there was an attraction there. No. Come on, please, let me in. Let me see it. Speaking of the uh, beer garden restaurant, the uh, restaurant itself serves 26 miles of bratwurst every 60 days. Miles? Miles. 26 miles. Wow. That's, a, that's a marathon, buddy. It's a marathon of sausage. That's good food out there. My <laughs> wife's nickname for me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't want to be running that track, though. <laughs> You'll be sore the next day. Take that joke anywhere you want. <laughs> uh, okay, yes. So they right, feed a so, lot of people. Uh, moving on from the marathon of sausage. Yeah. They cure world hunger. Right. And uh, Italy. Now. Wait, that's it? That's Italy. Italy. <laughs> with Germany? Sausage. Wow, good that's lord. It. A marathon of sausage and an empty ride? That's it? I, I thought you were going to talk about like the beers or the. Uh, yeah, I thought he was going to talk about the statue of St. George or the uh, or the pickle tree or something. Tell me about the pickle tree. Pickle tree is like so it's like a Christmas tree with a whole bunch of pickles mm-hmm. on it. They hang them on there. They hang them on there. That's like a, a thing that's supposed to be a German tradition. Anna and her family come from Germany, so we always do the pickle thing where you, we have a little pickle. Really? And the idea was behind it was it was like a little game or something. And I don't ask me exactly what the rules of it were, but I think you had to like hide the pickle in the tree somewhere, and the first person who finds it on Christmas Day gets to open the first present. Oh, so it's just one pickle. No, no, no. They have a whole tree of these things, but you buy them. Oh. But I think as it turned out, it's not really a German tradition because most people in Germany never heard of it before. So maybe it's like (laughs) an Americanized German tradition. I don't remember. I'm going to have to ask Anna about it. Uh, but uh, that is definitely a thing that when we go over there, because remember we got uh, like when they used to do hummels in there, we bought a hummel for a grandma, we bought a pickle for a grandma. Hummels are the biggest thing, yeah, that people go for in that place. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, obviously her grandma is German, so we call her Oma. Uh, well, oh, sweet. Yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, point being is that uh, yeah, that that's the whole idea of the pickle tree is that there's a Christmas tradition tied into it. And if you come over to our house on Christmas, you'll always see a pickle in the in the tree. Now, is it a real live, like, not live, live but is it a real pickle or is it like a pickle oh, ornament that y'all... Yeah, God, no. It's, yeah, no, it's a pickle ornament. They, they, look, okay, that's what I'm thinking. That's seriously, I'm like, do you have like a, a you know, live actual pickle? pickle? You've been to Disney, man. You probably still remember this, but you would have definitely remembered a whole tree full of real pickles. <laughs> <laughs> is that a live pickle? <laughs> is that what you asked? Yeah, it's just give it a tickle. Yeah. <laughs> a pickle, pickle Rick! <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, and then there's the statue of St. George in the middle, and I, I know that one just because of, uh, again, uh, my wife's ancestry. So, yeah, uh, and that was supposed to be, like, he was a, some saint who slayed a dragon that was, like, uh, guarding, like, he was about ready to eat a princess of somebody or whatever, and so now... A lot, huh? He was going to eat the pickle. Oh, well, maybe uh, if you would have eaten the pickle, though, it would have been good luck. Pickle, pickle. 
Well, maybe he did eat the pickle, and that's why he got slain. There, that's a good point, Link. So yeah, he got slain, and so now, much like the Chinese thing with Prince Min, Saint George exists outside of a lot of popular structures in Germany to, you know, remind people of luck or or whatever it was. I can't remember what the the whole thing of it was. Have a pickle, slay a dragon. There you go. (laughs) All right, well, I'll eat the pickle. I don't know about slaying dragons, but oh, you nasty boy. Mm-hmm. Always slay your dragons, Lee. Yeah. You gotta take care of yourself. That's slay, right. Remember, Sorry. there's gold behind that dragon. That's right. All right, so let's go to Italy. And um, in Italy, if you head to the fountains behind the shops in the Italy Pavilion, there's a set of small red buttons, and you can push them, and then the water will spray out of different locations. So I guess maybe <laughs> you could even like catch someone unsuspectingly and like spray them if you hit the button. So. <laughs> All over the face, neck, and chest. Is that? I don't know. When, when Danny and I did our first podcast trip, we went up there and they had some acting troupe and a couple of ladies in the acting troupe. Were, I guess Danny pushed their buttons because they were quite smitten with. Them. Oh, I was a Superman. Oh, yeah. that, the Rosita and you had Rosetta the sisters. Yeah, Rosetta. and you had the, the the leaf, the whatever leaf. Oh, the fig leaf, the fig leaf. Yeah, and your loins. Yeah. yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> I had the industrial size fig leaf. You did. Oh, yeah. The Rosetta sisters were acting Italy. And they did this whole thing where they pulled people up from the audience and they reenacted some play or opera. Oh, right. And so Danny got picked twice. They looked at me and they saw the, the like, Ooh, big oh, honky ben. guy. Oh. Yeah. And I became part of the story. Yeah, he was yeah. like the superhero. And then he be, right. in, the, in the painting reenactment, he was the guy with the fig leaf cover. Oh, what's happening, Doc? This stud didn't even do it. It's just people. Didn't even it's tell people. Us. That's my paisans. Yeah, there yes. you go. Let, Let the it. pizza out. I hear you. <laughs> that's my that, people. That's exciting. That's people. One of the restaurants in the Italy Pavilion is Via Napoli. Uh-huh. Now, Via Napoli, they have these three wood-fired pizza ovens that they imported from Italy. So these ovens were built in Italy specifically to be, you know, to be put in this restaurant in a world showcase. And if you see, if you've seen them, they look like these, there's faces, right? And their mouths are open and that's where the pizza goes. So each one of these ovens represents the three active volcanoes in Italy, Etna, Vesuvius, and Stromboli. I forgot my mom. <laughs> She's a pretty active Italian volcano. <laughs> I thought you said. I thought you meant she had a big mouth. Uh, well, ask my dad about that. <laughs> and his dad listens to the show too. Yeah. Oh. Cool. <laughs> edit point. Oh wait, I'm editing. I was gonna say, if something tells me you're editing this one, yes. yes. Now, uh, here's That's something funny. that I found interesting: that they actually use water to make the dough. Specific water that's imported from Pennsylvania, and don't ask me why Pennsylvania, but apparently this particular water they can get only from Pennsylvania is the closest thing you can get to the water that you find in Italy. It's like the alkaline levels, or something? I guess so. Yeah, like the yeah, whatever so. you know, whatever makeup of this water is, it's the closest water that you can find. In the United States, it's the closest to the water you would find in Italy. The mineral makeup and stuff. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. So that's, I mean, that's how authentic they want that pizza to be because of that. They, they actually import the flour from Italy as well. Cool. So. Yes. It, it is good pizza. I don't know if you guys have ever eaten that's that before. That's a lot of work. Best, best Pennsylvania has to offer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Those Pennsylvania Italians, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Like, where did they get the tomatoes from? Brooklyn? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. These tomatoes say New York City. New York City! <laughs> hey, tomatoes, yeah, where are you from? Queens. <laughs> Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn, son. Well, Diddy. All right. Go ahead, Lee. All right, let's move on to the American adventure, unless you have anything to add to Italy. Oh, that's good. 
Um, so, the, you know, we always talk about force perspective, um, you know, to make things look bigger than they are so they can fit these smaller items but make them look so big. I thought force perspective is what Star Wars fans do to make the uh, new trilogy look good. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's called blighting yourself. I, I, did that. I like that. Thank you. You had some truth to that. Mm-hmm. But the... Um, <laughs> The American Adventure Pavilion, that building, the main building, they actually use reverse force perspective. They want it to look smaller than it is. Oh. The building itself is five stories tall, but they want to make it look as if it's only two and a half stories. Ah. So uh, that's the, I'm sure there are other instances of this, but that's the first thing I've ever heard of being reverse Reverse. first perspective. Yes. So, yeah. Reverse. So when you go to watch, when you go to watch the show, you're let up, uh, to the second floor um and the reason that you are on the second floor is because all the props staging and equipment that's used in the show is stored beneath your seats there so they you know all these props they slide in and out during the performance and that's all located on the bottom floor you mean benjamin franklin's under my seat yeah oh i can use some money wow (laughs) (laughs) see no yeah do you know what they call that uh lee The, the the rotating stage underneath the people the rotunda? No, they 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 call it the war, war? wagon. Yeah, it's gonna, no, yeah, war, right. I was gonna say the warship, but yeah, no war wagon. No, no, war wagon, yeah, because it's a big rotating wheel, and, yeah, mm-hmm. and all the the scenes are located on. So as it rotates, oh, so it's, it's rotating under there as well. It's not just coming out, but it rotates and then stuff comes out and it rotates and stuff yeah, comes out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Cool. Oh, there you see, there's there's a little tip to add there. I didn't know that. Yeah, I saw like another strip club I went to one time. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you need help. <laughs> All these strip clubs. What? I'm trying to do research. <laughs> War booty. Via Napoli. Via <laughs> Napoli. I don't know. It's got senior be. sausage. What? Yeah. <laughs> senior sausage. <laughs> now you need help. There you go. You're going to senior sausages. You're the wrong club. I'm first. trying. I'm trying to get that retirement fund. Uh, oh, hey, time, times times is tough. Times is tough out there. Coming to the stage, <laughs> chorizo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's also a painting of a World War II era B-17 bomber in the left corner of the rotunda. Um, what's interesting about this painting is that as you walk back and forth in front of the painting, the plane appears to shift and follow you as you move through the rotunda. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. Like those haunted mansions. Yeah, statues. just like the haunted mansions. Yeah, yeah, mm. exactly. Concave. Concave, yes, exactly. Don't give away the secrets, though. We have to. Concave. Concave. Yes. All right, so in Japan, we're moving on to Japan. Oh, um, one of my favorites. Japan! How's my mustache? All right, so as you enter the uh, Japan (laughs) Pavilion, and... uh, My mustache, sorry. As you enter the Japan (laughs) Pavilion, look over to your right side, uh, there's a statue there. Um, And that statue was given to... Magic to be put in Magic Kingdom as a gift from the government of Japan when oh. uh, Magic Kingdom first opened. Uh, but then, of course, when the Japan Pavilion opened, they moved it uh, into there. Okay. So that, that statue was originally in the Magic Kingdom at one time. Oh, no kidding. I, uh, I didn't know that. Me either. Is this same statue that we find in Magic <laughs> Kingdom together? I see. Oh, I never married. <laughs> <laughs> That's who would like to see you now. About the statue. I was waiting for you to return. <laughs> hey, face me, coward! Don't be a coward! Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> and scene. <laughs> All right, so the, um, the Japanese pagoda has five stories. Each story represents an element um, from which the Buddhists believe that all things in the universe are created. So that would be earth, water, fire, wind, and sky. Mm, they form Captain Planet also. Right. <laughs> I thought it was that, uh, that, ru- that Rescue Rangers thing. Or wasn't that Rescue Rangers? Uh, that Power Rangers thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Which one? I don't know. There's they, like eight of nine of those now. Yeah. They, yeah, they all come together and they you know they coagulate and become this thing. Yeah, they be, they're they bigger than what they are. That's what this is about. Battlebot. It's, it's yeah. bigger than the individual. Well, if you go to Morimoto, if you listen to our review, there's no five stages to a pagoda. It was only three, and that was Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> <laughs> God, <laughs> man. <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah. That Wait. time at uh, Morimoto? Aye, aye. Aye, aye. So, Danny, do you... Um, I would th- I would think that you would know about this that in the back Ooh. of the gift shop Mitsokoshi. Yes, yes. That you can purchase sake there, right? Yes, yes. I do. Yes, I like to purchase sake there. Me so thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> Me would drink long time. I don't know why I laughed at that. Just, That's not right. <laughs> it went with the title of it the did. I like that. Yes. <laughs> I'm a full metal jacket fan. Exactly. I didn't I'm, go straight I'm not race. an Asian humor fan no, at all. No, I love I love the, the culture, but yes. that went right with the title, so yeah. And a two life crew fan. What? What? Get it, get it. <laughs> go ahead, Lee. And uh there should be some cast members back there to help you, you know, choose what would be the best sake for your uh your you know, your preference. You know? No, that'd be pretty awesome. I'd be like, I'd be like, hey, I'll trade you some sake for this book with Geishas in it. What do you think? Oh, you, you're going to trade your comic? Oh, for, yeah. You should just left one just to leave it there. Just be cool. Yeah. Sign it. I'm sure there's a bookshelf over there somewhere. Just kind of leave some on there. and Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Just put your comic up there and just <laughs> see if anyone catches it. <laughs> and be like, oh, wow. Look, Project Geishas is great. Disney How much is this? Oh, I... And then a parent comes back like, excuse me, my son just purchased a book about a Japanese <laughs> prostitute <laughs> fighting crime. I need to talk to someone. They're like, oh, well, go to ivycomics.com. <laughs> talk to that guy. <laughs> but wasn't that cool, the fighting scene in yeah. there? <laughs> Here's some free socket to make you forget that whole experience. Eh? Yo. All right, so uh, Morocco is next on our uh, world adventure here. Shwarma. And, uh, <laughs> Shwarma. Shwarma. And belly dancing. Now... One, yes. one belly dancer. Yes. Are you covering that really quick? Are you covering that? I think you got to cover. No, I I want to step on your toes. All over face. No, it's, but if we give it the tip, step yes, on that belly. By all means, please. What's the? Oh my good. What's the restaurant? What's the restaurant? The Marrakesh restaurant. Marrakesh. Marrakesh. Very good place. Very good place to get some food and stuff. But the belly dancing. Is one belly dance. It was one belly. It dance. was one. They should have had. If I would have a complaint, they should have at least five that come by your area, do a little belly <laughs> dance for you. Are you really close? Well, we we just need to send uh, the Magic Army Rider next time we book a uh, ADR there. But it was a yeah. good experience. Like I kind of felt like I was in an Indiana Jones movie or something. Yeah, especially with the with the bad dates. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of the most beautiful pavilions. It really is. Yes. Marrakesh. Cool. Is, I mean, Marrakesh. 
Morocco, Morocco is yeah. one of the yeah. You can really kind of get lost in there. Tangerine Cafe is awesome. Tangerine Cafe. Yeah. Oh, Spice, Spice Road Table. It's incredible. God, it's yes, delicious. It's a great and place. One of the best views for illumination. This is true. Now, of course, like all of the each country has different. Uh, you know, they have ties back to actually to Japan and stuff like that. But Morocco, from my understanding, is the only pavilion where they actually sent their own. Um, yes. Architects and uh, you know designers and uh, you know people to actually physically be there to build everything at Morocco. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, I remember hearing that story. Yeah, that makes sense. And they always had one broken tile because it wasn't supposed to be perfect yes. because only Allah could do. Oh, go ahead, Lee. Yes, every mosaic has at least one flawed tile in its design because, for religious beliefs, they dictate that only Allah can create something that is perfect. Only Allah can be perfect. Yeah, so the, they always they made specifically you know imperfections in the uh, in the artwork for that. You know, another good tip about uh, Morocco, and maybe you're going to be getting to this nextly, is the Tower of Terror tie-in. Yeah, that's that's I can go to that now. Like, yeah, that's one of those cool little things that you maybe don't notice or you didn't think of, but when they built the Tower of Terror, it was visible, you know, on the skyline from the skyline of Morocco. So they. They built it in such a way, and you know the shape, and also the the coloration on the backside that it blends in with the skyline of the Morocco Pavilion. The backside of Morocco, yeah. <laughs> the color, the shape, and also that's a good Foo Fighters uh, CD. If you, if you ever had a chance to listen to that <laughs> album, but I mean that's a that's a huge detail. Like, what if you were you know they they didn't want to take you out of the element of morocco to see you know some roller coaster quote unquote in the background so they shaped it and colored it in a way to blend in with the with the skyline yeah one thing i was going to say is that you know we talked about nighttime world showcase and i don't know if we mentioned this or not but you know all the uh, all the pavilions all have the lighting and stuff at night mm. there is no lighting uh, on the uh, on the buildings in morocco Again, for religious reasons, that they do not illuminate the, the temple in Morocco. It stays dark. Are you kidding? Now, it says, uh, my understanding is that there's no um, there's no lighting uh, for the temple in Morocco. So maybe some of the other buildings are lit up, but the actual temple itself, it's not lit up at night. Okay, cool, man. I That's didn't crazy, know that. Yeah. That, that. That is kind of nuts, because I'm, I'm kind of used to seeing... Everything, yeah. Yeah, when you look around, it's like, look, all the countries, are so, the silhouettes were lit up at night. They seem to be the most true to the actual country and the, the religions in Morocco than the other uh, pavilions. Cool. So for this last one, this is something I would definitely not include to my clients, but uh, one of our listeners uh, hit me to this. Apparently, there's a top-secret hidden penis shape in Morocco. Um, if you go to the back of the pavilion, um, past the gift shops and the place that sells the fezes and stuff like that, you turn right. There's a an attachment to the building that looks like a a big giant penis, but just the tip of it, right, Lee? <laughs> no, the whole thing, dude, balls and all. <laughs> no, really? Yeah, uh, I got a video. I got a YouTube video if you want to check it out. Maybe you can put it in the show notes or something. But uh, can you just take a picture of it and like send it to us? Like, can you just? <laughs> Well, the Herchers were there. Maybe we can text them and say, hey. Say, hey, man. How go did check you this see out. a picture but, uh, of a d- 
hanging out of a building? Yeah, how do you ask? No, 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 it's not hanging out. It's on the side. So imagine like a rocket ship on the side of a building, basically. It's not hanging out. It's discreet. Oh, it's, it's, like it's discreet dick. It's not like all up in your face. It's just like. It's not a hidden Mickey. It's a hidden dicky. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> hidden dicky. That's a good one. <laughs> Hey, Hercules, I don't know if you got uh, some spare time in your day, but if you can, can you take the kids to go check out the hidden dicky? Yes. It's not sticking out. And bring the extra wide lens. Yeah. It's dormant. <laughs> it's a dormant dicky. But I mean, I've watched a YouTube video about it. So it's, it's, it's not like super obvious, but when you see it, you're like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's a d- <laughs> it can't be a dick. Never go full dick. Right, fine. Okay. Send us a damn I ain't trying to see a picture of a hidden <laughs> right now. I was worried about that. I'm sorry. Was Senor Sausage's place enough for you? Oh, my bad. <laughs> Wait, are they talking about a thing on the side of the building? They're talking yeah. about something on the side of the building. You want to circle yeah. it? You found yeah, it, Kevin? I got the picture of it. Yeah, oh, I got it here. Okay, cool, great. Go ahead. Check it out, then. Uh, I'll, post, uh, in the show list, I'll post a link to this article in the show notes if you want to see it. If you want to see it, and judge for yourself. Oh, wow. Okay, I can see the confusion, but it's still not a dick. It's a head. It's obviously circumcised. It does look ridiculous. Yes. I can see the confusion. It suggests. No it suggests. That's hilarious. Like, so you just. That, is that. That's what we come into now? Just. Why are we trying to stop somebody from being hung in the haunted mansion where there's a big. big Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That should be a show. Right. Hidden obscenities that should be stopped at Disney, but is, is not being talked Taking about. pictures with huge d- okay for children. <laughs> Splash Mountain, terrible. Terrible. <laughs> Sends a bad message. D- is just about procreation. That's what oh, so we're going with there. All right. Well, I mean, judge for yourself. Next time you're in the uh, Morocco Pavilion, check it out and see what you think. It's close. Yeah. I mean, it's something, you know. <laughs> I can see. I can see why people would take it that way. I yeah. don't think that's what it's. Oh, I'm sure it wasn't intended, you know. But yeah, maybe it's one of those things, you know, like they always talk about the, the you know, how the illustrators sneak stuff in there and you know stuff like that. So maybe it was. Maybe. Well, you know, there is a hidden vagina in Avatar Land. I mean, that spore that you stroke and with the labia. Well, that's not hidden at all. That's just out there for you to. Stroke. I mean, there's a little bush around it, but uh, hey, look, I, I don't care. I don't care what y'all say, but yeah, one thing I learned from Ghostbusters: we don't want those two to meet. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Don't yeah. cross those streets. No, I would so know the Avatar spore in the Moroccan phallic penis mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. No, and the Empire of Gozer will come and uh, oh, wow, no. you would get an alien stoned. We can't big. Creature that spits out spores all over people. Yeah, wow. keep them in separate parks, damn it. All right. We don't need any more of this stuff. We got double yeah. hurricanes headed our way. Why oh, was nobody protesting that? I mean, That's granted, funny. you know, it's, it's a penis. I'm cool with it. <laughs> I'm, well, I ain't. I'm, I mean, I'm comfortable yeah, I'm really... with my sexuality too, but my point is. If it's like this is a family park and we don't want anything to promote this or the other, I mean that's that's straight promoting your eye right there. That's uh, along that wall. That's that's in your eye, in your eye, facing the shit. Oh, now you don't need a telescope to see that. All right, so let's go to France. And ah. as you move from Morocco to France, you'll notice that the pavement becomes darker between the t- two countries, <laughs> and this is meant to represent the Strait of Gibraltar. Um, even though the actual Strait of Gibraltar lies between Morocco and Spain. 
it's, you know, since you're going to the next country and that's next to Morocco, that's what they did. But that's what it's meant to represent, the Strait of Gibraltar. Um, in France, you have the Eiffel Tower. And this is a one-tenth replica of the actual one in Paris. And uh, when they made it, they actually did use the same um, blueprints of the true uh, Eiffel Tower, uh, which was uh, created by the engineer Gustave Eiffel. They used his actual blueprints to create the Eiffel Tower in the France Pavilion. Ah. And uh, this is actually also one of the only buildings that you cannot access in World Showcase is the Eiffel Tower. Which would be cool. I mean, maybe because it's it's small, right? It's not as big as the true Apple Tower, but that would be cool to be able to go up in it if you could. Well, some idiot would just climb it. You know it. Climb it. If they're dying to climb Mexico, anyone can climb, Remy. Oh, wow. All right. And then the, that's all I got for France. Uh, oh, I got, I, got one, I got one thing you to add one? to okay. that. I got one go thing to it. add to that. They actually use bird deterrent. Ah, yes, you're right. I, I read that. I didn't include that. Yes. So, that, so they Go don't ahead. ruin the uh, perspective, right? You're right. That's yeah. exactly it because it's a forced perspective. It's one-tenth the size. So in order to go ahead and make the forced perspective uh, seamless, you can't have a large bird <laughs> land in your tiny Eiffel Tower. <laughs> a giant pigeon. Like, ah, oh, it's attacking the big pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> it's the birds in this bitch. <laughs> so there you go. Mm. That's, That's true, because right, so. they dropped a big deuce on the, on the Eiffel Tower. It'll just cover the whole thing. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> All right. So, UK. So, obviously, the UK is after France. And then, as you cross over the bridge to get into France, I'm sorry, uh, as you cross over the bridge from France to get into the UK. Into- I see London. I see France. <laughs> I see Lee's underpants. Pants! I don't wear underpants. I see lots of gray pubic hair. Free balling. <laughs> More than my beard. Oh, wow. Just as long, too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a visual. Thanks, Lee. Damn it. <laughs> I see that sheet peeking around your underwear, like, you know, or your pants or shorts. Like an old-ass squirrel trying to get away. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Look at Ice Age up in his drawers. <laughs> <laughs> like an old ass squirrel. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Damn, that image is not leaving my head now. All right, the UK. We're going from France to the UK. Um, and as you travel from France to the UK, you're going to cross over the bridge uh, from one country to the other. And the waterway under the bridge uh, symbolizes the English Channel that divides the two countries. Ah. Okay. Now, in the ah. back of the uh, English, in the England Pavilion, there is a hedge maze and a gazebo and some other things. And you go through all that. And um, inside the gift shop, uh, you will find there's a little room in the back. And this is a room that used to be used for the queue for the Winnie and uh, Pooh and Tigger meet and greet. That's right. Uh, right. But now it's, it's closed off. But it's basically a, repre- uh, a recreation of Christopher Robin's bedroom. Ah. So it's something that you might not notice if you're not paying attention. I didn't realize yeah, that. So you can, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, you just look inside the little glass window and you'll see it's a, a recreation of uh, Christopher Robin's bedroom. Hmm. The last thing for the UK is the Rose and Crown. And this is something that you guys could appreciate, hopefully, that the Rose and Crown, they have a specifically designed L warmer that heats the Guinness to exactly 55 degrees. Wait, wait, heats it? 
Well, our keeps it at keeps it at fifty-five. Keeps it. The, okay, keeps it keeps it at fifty-five degrees, which is the preferred temperature that is favored by the Brits. So when they come over here from the UK, uh, they like their beer, they like their Guinness to be exactly fifty-five degrees. That's what they prefer. And Lee prefers ninety-eight degrees. Yeah, that's his favorite band. The whole actually. group. <laughs> 98 degrees. <laughs> That's a hot ass beer right there, man. Not not refreshing at all. No. Um, and then after the UK, we moved to the last country, which is Canada. Well, you forgot about the flags on top of Sportsman Shop. Ooh. Okay. So tell me about that. Did you so, know, Lee? Did you know? Did you? Did you? No. I, I did. Did you know? I did not know. <laughs> okay. So technically, they're like four. Uh, countries that make up the UK, it's like England, Scotland, uh, Northern Ireland, and Wales. Okay. Three of those, though, are on the windows of the sportsman shop. And it's, okay. uh, it's England, it's Scotland, and it's uh, Northern Ireland. And so you see the flags of all three countries represented there. But if you put all three flags together, and again, excluding Wales, because Wales was not included in this for whatever reason. But if you put all three of those flags together, what do you get? Underpants. Underpants. <laughs> That's what I was going with. The Union Jack flag. Ah, that's cool. So, like, you say you put them together, like, you look at it from an angle, or what do you mean? No, I mean, like, you stack them one on top of the other. Oh, okay, 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 okay. And gotcha. you get the Union Jack. That's so, cool. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. So, the, okay. They're like, well, we don't need you, Wales. Dun, 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 dun. Yes. Huh, okay, well, I did not, I'll have to look for that next time. I didn't know that. Do it, Lee. Cool. Flags. I'm all about the flags. Get that flag, boy. Flag football. You let your free flag fly. You let that flag fly. All the fly. Flag. In the fly. Unity. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Lee. Move it on. All right. Let's finish up with Canada. Oh, oh Canada. Canada. There's three totem poles on display at the Canada. Canada Pavilion, but only one of them is a true, genuine totem pole. Ah, uh, that's the one in Morocco. <laughs> no, no, Danny, that's the scrotum pole. Oh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <shit>. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell Mrs. Claus about that. Sorry, sorry, Lee. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Apparently, in uh, Canada, things are a little bit bigger because this pole is thirty feet tall and weighs seven hundred pounds. Damn. Um, Again, I feel inferior. This was carved by a <laughs> Shemshian Indian named David Boxley. Shemshimini. David Bowie? Bodied poles. Got to make them. Bodied poles. David Boxley. David Boxley uh, is a, the Shemshian Indian. And he this totem pole depicts the traditional story Northwest Coastal Indians. Top of the pole depicts the story of the raven tricking the chief of the skies into releasing the sun, moon, and stars from the carved cedar chest. The other two totem poles are just made out of fiberglass, basically, but this is the, that one's actually a true wooden totem pole hand carved by this, uh, this Indian David Boxley. Good job, David. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. He's got an impressive pole. I will say that. <laughs> I mean, he put together a very impressive pole. Not just any stripper could slide down that. And did I do it again? I'm sorry. I got to get out of here. 
<laughs> no, you don't. We're gonna keep you here. Look, I gotta go. I gotta go. I got things to see. I gotta. Where are you going? <laughs> I don't know. I just we talking poles and. He's going to the totem pole. Going to the totem pole lounge. <laughs> Come on over to the totem pole lounge now. Say, baby, I got a scrotum pole for you. <laughs> I got twenty bucks. Um, all right, Lee, sorry, go ahead. Go all right, ahead. so I'm going to include this, but I'm not sure what's going to happen with it when illumination goes away. But it's gone. Well, you know, whatever replaces it ultimately, right? But melodious. I, I'm I assuming that will use this. Is that the name of the thing? Isn't it melodious? Melodious. Melodious. This was melodious. So it said melodious, but it's spelled melodious. 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 But when the eliminations uh, was going on, there's this big rock formation. Does this look like a d- too? <laughs> uh, if you look hard enough, anything looks like a d- I guess. I guess so. But, uh, no, you jambroni. <laughs> the rock says, don't look like a d- this is the Brahma Bull of Rocks. <laughs> Meet me on Jabroni Lane in Canada. The corner melodious and big cow. <laughs> Don't start with that shit. <laughs> all right, sorry, Lee, go ahead. All right, so the top of this rock formation opens up, and that's where all the sound and lighting equipment comes out for illuminations. Okay. So I'm wondering if they'll keep that um, for the new show or not, but that's what happens... Well, not now, but that's what would happen with illumination. So cool. that may be a good tip later on. It may not, may be extinct, but I got to imagine they'll keep some of that technology there. Watch the sound and lighting emerge from my rock formation. Uh, at the night, when the night falls, it comes out and springs forth. Of my rock formation. <laughs> Watch <laughs> my sound and my lights be forth from my rock Formation. Oh, look at that! I know, isn't it good? I like that. Y'all had to, that's like one of your first few duets. That's yeah, it. Yeah, we, we do it together. I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. That was smooth. My though. part was easy. I just said formation. I know, no, but I mean, you had you know, to time it. You have to have time it. Oh, and yeah, the, yeah. In my pants number, I just said in my pants over and over. <laughs> so you had the in my pants roll on that one. That was, I think that was perfect. That was good. Well done. Well, good. So, I'm well glad done, to be so. in your pants. Thank it you. was. Thank it you. was like a mellow moods thing that just happened. There. Yeah, it was like easy listening. One hundred two point nine FM. I didn't even want to say. I just wanted to. I was bobbing my head, kind of. Available like, three yeah. states and forty eight states across night at night. You were at the Totem Pole Dance Club, weren't you? Yeah, I was in my mind. I was. Ray's boom boom room. That's where I was. <laughs> boom boom boom. <laughs> look, you say hey hey All right. Come on, Lee. All right, so we're uh, moving out of World Showcase back into Future World. Uh, wait, wait, wait. You're forgetting another good tip here. Lee. What's a good tip? Uh, what is it? Because since we're in um, Orlando, we're in Florida, and when mm-hmm. we're like standing there on the precipice of the World Showcase, if you will, Daddy. Um, <laughs> the precipice. To my left is Mexico. To my right is Canada. What is mm-hmm. the significance of this, Lee? in the middle um, <laughs> America's, right, America's in the middle it always goes back to that <laughs> <laughs> where you at in the middle <laughs> left country right country who's in the in the middle in the middle alright alright sorry go ahead life's not fair what's the significance Lee? So would it be that America's in the middle, which is That's true. exactly it. Yeah, because Canada's on top, then America, then Mexico's at the bottom. That's exactly it. So that's yeah. that's how it works out. Is that yeah, you start off in Canada or Mexico, either or because that is what America is. 
The America so, so sandwich buy, if you sandwich will. Sandwich buy is the power bottom. Yeah. It's a good sandwich. Power bottom. How are you? Who's the power bottom? Mexico. I think we're power middle in that equation. We're getting double penetrated in that equation. I need to go find that mariachi girl. <laughs> well, I don't know how to follow that up. Let's just uh, go to Soren. Just work your magic. Give Soren. him the tip. Now, not this attraction because the one in California came first, but the one in California, the design was inspired by uh, Mark Sumner's Child's Erector set. So he's, you know, Mark Sumner, the host of Double Dare, he ah, designed Soren. I love that awesome, show, dude. <laughs> dude. They throw the balls at him. Did he have to slide down the giant mouth to get the flag before he uh, came up with the Erector set? And he was like, "Nice work, pal." <laughs> <laughs> So apparently, I have gotten some information wrong. What? What oh, happened? Oh wait! Uh, Mark, Mark Sumner, the host of Double Dare, did not invent the Soren. Double Dare. How well do you know oh, your yeah. friends and sister? <laughs> Capture the flag! Oh my! That was a great show. That was a great show. All right, help me out, man. What are you trying to find? What? No, I'm asking. Is it not Mark Sumner? Or is that? It's Mark Summer, yeah, Imagineer, the rector set. Yeah, you don't trust your old... Yeah, I was going to say, you yeah. Well, no, I mean, I did, but you guys know more than me, so when you said that, I'm like, oh, shit, I, I spelled it wrong. I'm making a joke. Double Dare. The guy didn't do Double Dare was his other guy. It was Mark Summers on Double Dare, but it's actually... Yeah, you're right. It was Mark uh, okay, no, it was, so it was Mark Are you sure you're not drinking? <laughs> you just realize that our job is to add color to the commentary. No, no, it is. I get it, but I'm like, wow, did I get that wrong? Because you were like really aggressive with that joke. Like, you dumbass. I didn't Mark say Sumner. you dumb. Did I say you dumbass? And I, I, uh, no, but that's the way it felt. Like, oh, wow, I really messed that I one up. All right. Sorry, I look. I apologize if I was forceful in that joke. I, I thought I was just being funny. No, he went. You went through. You were like, I know him. He was on Double Dare. That's that Double Dare. That was Double Dare on that some. You just making Lee a. No, Lee died. Just we just went. He just took the name and we this is went pri- somewhere. Yeah, so this is prison love, Lee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's prison I'm love. Ready. You in the middle like America. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing but prison love. You know a prison love. Yeah. I'm a cream in the middle. Don't just, drop the soap. Just, just <laughs> it's that prison love. Yeah, just lay down and just take it. Not prison love. It's I said prison. <laughs> I meant no, say you prison. Meant prison. Oh, I right. meant prison, but I said prison. That's it's like right. all kind of colors of love. Just hold the hold the pruno. All right, Lee, go ahead. All right. Well, while you're on Soren, your flight number is 5505. Um, the reason for that is because the attraction opened on May 5th, 2005, or 55-05. Oh, 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 five. Oh, oh, O'Reilly's. All right. So this is a tip that I would like to include, but things have changed. But keep it in the back of your mind just in case things change back. So they're soaring mm. over the world and they're soaring over California. Um, used to be in Walt Disney World, we had soaring over California, and there's a scene where you're flying over this golf course and the, the golfer hits the ball and it flies towards you, kind of like a 3D effect. And my tip was you could bring a, a golf ball from home, have it in your pocket hidden, and when that scene came up, you pretend to catch the golf ball in your hand and then you give it to your kid. So, um, again, that movie changes back and forth, so maybe you'll get lucky and that will be it'll come back and you can use that to your advantage it's just a cool little tip to do you know a little trick to play on your kids and things like that so anyway you know right now you can't do it but maybe they'll bring back someone over california one day well you mean you could like bring a bucket of water or something like that when the <laughs> whale jumps out of the the orca yeah. orca whale when he yeah. jumps up like yeah. you can, oh look at this i got a bucket of water with a trout in it 
Yeah, you could just make some Roman candles and shoot them at your kid when during the fireworks or something. That's, oh, you could do that. Cool Man, does that one scene where they like throw dust at you? You remember, like mm. you could do that where you just walk over. Yeah, like, a little pocket full of sand. No yeah, all the sand on me. What Man. a journey we took. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on to Sunshine Seasons, uh, which is the little you know food court area in the land pavilion. Love it. Um, yeah, and this is something I'd never noticed, and so I'm gonna have to take a look at this when I check it out. But there are actual four separate sections to dine in, and they're all themed after different seasons: so summer, s- spring, winter, and fall. So if you look at the decor and the color uh, combinations they use, there's four. Four different seasons and sunshine seasons. So nice. So you know, it's not really noticeable when I saw it, but now that I think about it and I saw some pictures of it, I'm like, oh, okay, well that makes sense. You know, the orangish colors for fall and the lighter white colors for winter and yeah, so. winter, spring, summer, a fall. Uh, we have food for all. Uh, and we'll feed you. Oh yeah, yes I will. Oh Lord. You got a grill. For <laughs> real, <laughs> that's priceless. Uh, it is. All right, let's go to living in the land, living with the land. Excuse me, uh, which is of course a boat ride through the land, garden, greenhouse, and um, someone I'm sure has pointed this out to you at one point. But just in case you didn't know, the produce they grow there is actually used in various restaurants throughout Walt Disney World. Oh, every time um, ride that ride. Oh, it's using the garden grill. Yeah. Yes, whatever. it's that yeah. and hydroponics. Yes. Yeah. Hydroponics. Hydroponics. Yep. Hydroponics. I love that. As you go past the scene where there's the house in the back, if you notice the um, mailbox is painted with the number 82 on that, that indicates uh, the year that Epcot opened in 1982. Yep, that's correct. Mm-hmm. And the little dog from, uh, hmm. yeah, the little dog's there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That dog. And there's also some buffalo and prairie dogs in the desert scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, these animatronics were actually supposed to be used in Magic Kingdom for an attraction that never happened called Western River Expedition. Ah, um, very good. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And then, the, which was apparently a boat ride through the Western Desert, which I don't understand how you can have a boat ride in the desert, but. Imagineering, but uh, yeah. So the Western River Expedition never happened, which that actually eventually becomes Pirates of the Caribbean. Then, so those animatronics ended up being on, on the farm scene, and uh, also that dog is the same dog that appears in Carousel Progress and Pirates of the Caribbean and Magic Kingdom is actually modeled after Walt's own real life dog. And this is the last thing: um, the seas with Nemo and friends, and that giant aquarium. That main aquarium is five point seven million gallons. Gigawatts. <laughs> <laughs> Great Scott! <laughs> and let's bring this all back to the beginning. That 5.7 million gallon tank is large enough to hold Spaceship Earth. Yeah, you fish, Marty, in the future. They're assholes. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yes, the tank at Living at the Seas with Nemo friends can hold the ball. It's a huge, it's a huge tank. You know, yes. It can cup the ball gently in its aquarium like graces. I want to say actually the because the tank at the aquarium in New Orleans, I'm pretty sure is 
It's big, but I think it's big, I, not that big. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I think the one in Epcot's at least twice as big. Yeah, because you live, yeah. you could go upstairs, and that's what I think is cool about it. Yeah. Like I know you can stand by Turtle Tuck with Crush and mm. look at it, but I think it's cool when you go to the upstairs part. You kind of look down on everything because I mean that's a whole walking area in itself, and it's pretty chill and you know comfortable. It's so cool because it's so big, man. I, I I dig it. Yeah. It's like a whole like you know it's bigger than any aquarium I've I've seen. Well, you eat the coral reef and you see the people yeah, yeah, swimming yeah, yeah. in there. The it's fish. Neat. I mean, that's just uh, that's a great place to take kids. Yeah, and the fish are then like, oh my god, I can't yeah. believe you're eating my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you traumatizing me? That's right. Watch. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy slowly lifts the fork to that's his mouth. Right. Uh, don't, don't break eye contact. <laughs> this fight ain't gonna be as good if you don't look at me when I eat your cousin. It puts the seaweed on its skin <laughs> or else it gets the sun again <laughs> look at me yeah. trout look at me yeah oh, yeah <laughs> you don't get that at nine dragons <laughs> one last thing i wanted to mention um and it's not there anymore so I'm, it's obviously not including the tips but i just when i was reading this stuff i thought this was so fascinating is that in future world there is a section called or fountain called the fountain of nations and this fountain, um, when it was opened, when it was christened, they brought in representatives from 29 different nations, and they each brought water from their country. Um, and they poured it in the fountain. So all that water, you know, combined, and it's, you know, all these different countries combining together and world peace and harmony and all this kind of stuff. So I, I just found that so interesting that they would do that to take this water because apparently it's hard to get water from, um, you know, from Italy. And I don't know how they got it from these 29 other nations, but they found a way and they, you know, and put it all in this fountain together. So did you, did you say fountain of nations, Lee? Fountain of nations. That's correct. Okay. You said fountain. Um, so like, uh, my data says no. Um, (laughs) I'm holding in, in my hands right here. Uh, the Imagineering Field to Epcot at Walt Disney World. And, and right here, it says that at the center of Millennium Plaza lies a fountain that expresses much of what Epcot is all about, the World Fellowship Fountain. World and Fellowship Fountain. World okay. Fellowship. 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 I got a fellowship. I got a mellowship. No, that, that, that's interesting because like, I've always known it, the, the Fountain Nations, but I was looking at this FloridaProject.com website. Uh huh. And it says, um, let's see, the Fountain Nations, at one point known as the World Fellowship Fountain, received an update and, and so on and so forth. So I don't know if they changed names somewhere there. I don't know. Jim Hill maybe can help us, but it's probably one and the same. Well, but, but it probably when it originally opened, it was like the World Fellowship Fountain, and then it's like it became the World Fountain of Nations for some reason. I don't know. Can I show you my source material here, Kevin? No, I have that source material, so okay. I know. Yeah, but you see right here, well, it says Epcot at Walt Disney World, but right at the very like at the end, it says by the Imagineers. No, I believe that. No, absolutely. <laughs> uh, the Imagineers oh. wrote this, but it references. I mean, the Imagineers, as you know, Disney will say "fuck you." And go business wise and say Fountain of Nations. Uh huh. Fountain of Nations has a little bit more of a. It rolls off the tongue a little better, you know? Yeah, but I, I still like World Fellowship Fountain. World Fellowship was, sounds a little World more. World Fellowship Fountain was like more akin to the original, uh, the, the concept of Epcot. The spirit of the of Yeah, the, the spirit of Epcot. Yeah, Fountain of Nations is like, yeah. oh, what? It's just a Fountain of Nations. Yeah, it made, you, made me think of like a soda. You are something. not the first to pass. Right. Yeah. This I, Fellowship I, of Fountains. That sounds more. I like more. World Fellowship Fountain. It, it, it makes more sense. It sounds well, like Justice League, you know? It's, it's got a little more 
legal kind of thing. Yeah, I know, this, this sounds like something where we ran into. Uh, Danny was doing something with Dumbo, and or well, I think Lee was doing something with Dumbo. And I found different numbers for that number of cars in Disney News Magazine, mm-hmm. which is also a Disney publication, and they had like conflicting numbers. I don't know. Maybe Jim Hill could probably clear this up. Well, for speaking us. of different numbers, Kevin, since you brought it up, I mean, he, he said twenty nine <laughs> different countries. I'm going to read right here from again the uh, Epcot at Walt Disney World Imagineering Field Guide, written by the Imagineers. The Imagineers yeah. Yes, and, and they say. <laughs> That the fountain was dedicated during a ceremony at the opening of the park presided over by Lillian Disney, yeah. Walt's widow. And at this ceremony, representatives from 23 countries brought water from 23 rivers and lakes from around the world to feed the fountain and build its foundation as a gathering point for the world community. So I've, mm. I've got 23. Yeah, no, it's interesting because it, like a lot of the publications says, I want to say, man, it must have been rededicated at some point. Is Kazakhstan in yeah. here? No, because I know when the Epcot opened, not all the donations were there. That I know for sure because Norway wasn't there, Morocco wasn't there. There's was a bunch of nations that weren't in in the thing. Well, right, but we don't have 23 nations. <laughs> no, they don't have 23 nations. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. We've got 23 but at some point, countries here. I think something happened to where the the title. Became Fountain of Nations. That that's that's. I I have to think that something happened where they started. You referencing think there was that. an official name change? I, I there must have been because I mean as much as like Disney because I remember when Epcot used to have like a little booklet and they had used to have text with everything that's with Epcot and you I used to be able to read this and learn something about the program uh-huh. I was about to go into, but at some point they decided no that's too much to print so we're just going to do something simple for the masses, and it was almost like an Astro World type map, Six Flags type of map. And it didn't have all the information in there. So I want to delve back into my burn bomb guides, which I know we both have sets, and see what they actually called it. Cause you want to see if it's 23 or I 29? No, or? I know. I believe that it was 23 because that's what I remember. I remember the World Fellowship of Fountains. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere... And Who I, doesn't? Yeah, and I, I just accepted the fact that it was Fountain of Nations at some point. I was like, oh, okay, they must be referring to the same thing. But now I want to know... When what what <laughs> you know when did that happen? When did it change place? When did you add nations? So listeners, look, just let's be uh, clear here. Somewhere between twenty three and twenty nine countries, <laughs> yes, dumped water so into it a fountain that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, <laughs> and the country yeah. of Kevin Stan added to that when he was drunk, right? <laughs> and this has become a Kevin five minute Stan. segment on the Magic Our Way podcast because. Oh, man. Uh, when yeah. news breaks, we fix it. It's called legal foolery. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Well, you know, I, I just when they when I read about that, I said, "Wow, it's such a such a cool idea." And then, of course, the Fountain of Nations, the World Fountain, whatever, it's not there anymore. They've they've destroyed it. But I did read that they saved the water that's being preserved to be used in the future for different, uh, you know, for something later on in uh, in Epcot. So, you know, that'll be a backstory one day to whatever attraction or whatever new fountain or water feature comes in. Like, hey, you know, your kids are splashing around in the in the water from twenty three different countries. Or something. Yay! H two O is the same everywhere. You know, can I can I ask you this? Like, okay, so Lee, we got a lot of bun, uh, we got a lot of fun facts. I mean, I'm going to move on from this fountain thingy. Um, I'm going to move on to uh, Imagination Pavilion because that was always one of my favorite when I was uh, little. It was, yeah. Granted, it was a different show, but it was always one of my favorite too. It was do a we better have, show, dude. Yes. Do we have any tidbits? Any uh, tips? Any? Uh, 
lightning I app? Not, no, I mean, uh, everything you've got right now is what I've gotten prepared for. But if you have anything that you would you like have to add, nothing? I'm, no, I don't have anything. Nothing from imagination? Nothing. All right, well, here's one thing I can tell you about Was this poured in a fountain? Please. No, what <laughs> point? we're trying to move beyond the fountain. I'm totally good with that. Fountain gate is over. Fountain gate. <laughs> fountain gate is over. We already have Pretzel Gate. We don't need Fountain Gate from the Magic Our Way podcast. Uh, listeners, whoever, uh, anybody that cares to you know, really look into Fountain Gate, <laughs> look let into us that. know. We need to know exactly what the name of it was and what the countries were involved. You and found it. it. And if it was changed, when did that happen? You find this fountain. You yes. find this history. Yes. <laughs> and you let us know <laughs> what we need to do to get to the bottom of this. We will run a telethon if we have to. All right, That's go right. ahead, sir. That's it. All right. So we're going to move on for a bit to uh, Figment at the Imagine Because I do love Figment. I love me that some Figment. Figment is awesome. I think it's worth mentioning. Because one of my favorite things about the original ride was the inclusion of the Dream Finder, right? Okay. And, Kevin, who was the Dream Finder? The Dream Finder was the guy that had his awesome little spaceship, and he had a little sidekick by the name of Figment, and he would travel around searching for all types of imaginations, like sound, art, color, anything you want. Anything you could do with your imagination. Right. Well, a lot of people don't know that the Dream Finder is included in this current incarnation of Figment. They think the Dream Finder was just excoriated. He was just gone. But the Dream Finder is present in some cameo uh, homage type of role Okay, it within mm-hmm. Figment. And, and I'm going to read here again. I'm going to read from the ever trusty... Imaginary Field Guide to Epcot at Walt Disney World. Never trusty. <laughs> Written by the Imagineers, who are never wrong. Edited by the businessmen of Disney. Yeah. To be completely wrong. Yeah. Who say there are 23 countries in the water. And, and the business uh, guys say 29. Yeah. Somebody do that. By me saying that, I by no means go against the creatives. No. And actually, I'm typing an email to Jim Hill right now. I was like, Jim, help us. Meanwhile, Jim's like, send me more Raisin Bran. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll answer. Yeah, we, we, we need the truth, man. Do I we? want the truth. We need the truth. We need the truth. I hate to see it when there's a fact and then it's split between. I'm Can sorry. Say this is like Narcuzzi Nick. No, yes, it is. Yeah, he appeared once and never again. Yeah. Mm. And I'm like, what the hell happened to Narcuzzi Nick? And everybody's like, who? See, we dig. We dig too hard. All right. So I'm going to say, I'm going to. Point this out to you right now. So, for those who are bummed that the that, that the Dream Finder is not a part of uh, Journey to Imagination, uh, here's what I can tell you: that if uh, you take note of the names on the office doors at the Imagination Institute, you'll find one labeled Dean Finder, which is a not so subtle reference to the venerable Dream, Dream Finder. Finder. Nice. Any, anything to say to that, Lee? That is fascinating. It is absolutely fascinating. Thank you. Well, I'm glad to hear that he did some love, though. That's, yeah. that's what's important. You find him dreams. Lee, look, thank you for all these tips, man. These are all great. I know yes. we had some things. You had a bunch of things. Um, we found some conflicting things that we're hopefully going to get some answers to, guys, for a future show. So make sure you stay subscribed because it'll be awesome. And look, we're going to tell you how to stay subscribed to us in just a little bit. Well, can I just say one more thing, yes, Kevin? Yes, you real can, quick? sir. Uh, okay. 
listeners y'all probably know a lot more hidden things outside of hidden morocco penises and stuff like that that please post it in our group yeah so let that us know. way our listeners have the benefits that way again then when they go back they can let go something new to find something new to look for the master moican list right. as it were y'all are all smart out there and lee did not give every li- i mean lee was very uh judicious it's only an hour hour and a half show what do you expect well he could only give you the tip that's what he that's what we promised that's what we promised the tip. you got you got the tip we only promised the tip not the whole shaft just tip i know lee would love to tell us what was going on with ellen but there's no more Ellen now. There's no more Ellen. There's um, no more Ellen. Exactly. exactly. Right. So, I mean, I know you'd love to talk about Horizons. There's no more Horizons. Oh, God. Don't even. That's painful. That's painful. He could have talked about Frozen, but I mean, he got no time. He only could do so much yeah. in an hour. This isn't a retrospective. This is a current, you know, if I'm going to Walt Disney World as it exists right now, these are some things that I can look for. That's so. it. Exactly. And yeah, I can't tell you how many times Lee would text us. Ah, I wish I could talk about this. I can't. I wish I could. T- ah, I can't. The fiber optics. Remember that? Yes. Fiber optics. Well, yes. I remember reading about that and how they use that to you know lead into what they did with the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror marquee and stuff like that. Interventions. We didn't get into interventions no. either. It's all been raised. It's not there no more. It ain't so there no more. What can you expect of Lee Lasavica but the tip? Just the tip. That's all you had. The tip lasted over an hour. And that's and all we got. He, right. he had an impressive tip. He had a that's good tip, it. man. Good was, tip, Lee. Yeah. Good tip. That's it. After a while, everybody didn't think you had the tip, but we knew you were going to put out all the tip because that's what you do is lay down tips. There you go. Bulbous. Lead the wow. Bam. Bulbous. And we look, just a little bit, you're going to learn how to stay subscribed to us. You can hear more things. Hopefully, we'll get a resolution on there. All the facts that Dizzy's spewing forth with reckless abandon. <laughs> um, so here we go. Guys, if you want to learn more about us, the Magic Our Way podcast, magicourway.com is the way to go. There you'll find our social media links, past episodes, and more. Also, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so through the following ways to share your opinion. You can shoot us an email at show at magicourway.com. Leave us a voicemail via our SpeakPop widget on our homepage or call or text us. Yes, I did say text message us at 1815MOEGAN. That is 1815 Mo weekend six six nine four two two six, and of course we got a couple guys to do things outside of the podcast. First of all, Project Geisha, which you will soon find at your nearest Japan Pavilion in Epcot. <laughs> Mister Eli Ivory. Hey, Rob Liefeld here. Deadpool, Cable, X Force, Domino, Marvel Comics, Image Comics, all of it. You guys, what is up, Eli Ivory? What a great name. Eli Ivory, comic guru. I'm here to talk about you. I am here to say, check out ivorycomics.com. That's right, you. Check out ivorycomics.com. I-V-O-R-Y-C-O-M-I-C-S.com. If you're not doing that, you're missing out. You're missing out. Uh, The Savages comic cannot be beat, cannot be surpassed. You need to check it out. Experience it for yourself. And you know the story. It's all about the glory. Congrats to you and all the magic that you're making with your Ivory Comics. Eli Ivory, comic book guru. Check out ivorycomics.com. Comic book guru. Eli Ivory. The whole package. Deadpool said to. Do it. Ivorycomics.com. Right now. Lightfield out. So you heard, Rob. That's the comic guru giving 
props to another comic guru. So you can always check out that Ivory Comics website where you always get a link to this awesome podcast so you never miss a beat or an episode. You can also follow me on Facebook, Elijah Ivory. I'm on there as long as you're a real person, not a bot. It's all good. You can also see Project Geisha on Facebook as well. So just go to facebook.com slash Project Geisha. Instagram, I'm on there too, EIV504. Always clicking hearts and liking the likes. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, I can also be found at Hancock10166. So if you appreciate the madness, then you're just bringing me the gladness. And guys, if you want to book a vacation, so you can go see Epcot and, and display all your Disney dad knowledge or Disney mom knowledge, whatever. Uh, you could do so through Lee of Magical Moments Vacations. Lee, tell him how to do this, sir. Uh, just give me a call at 832-431-1621. That's 832-HIDDEN-DICKIES. Please book a trip. 832. <laughs> 832, give me some money, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> oh, man. You can email me at lee at magicourway.com. Uh, Facebook.com slash Lost to Travel. You can find me there, L-A-S-T-O-B-I-C-A Travel. Instagram, you got a friend in Lee Travel. If you do any of that, we'll get you hooked up and booked up with no. Fountainavica! <laughs> in addition, there are so many ways to support the show as a whole. You can find them all on our website, magicourway.com. Any way in which you can support the show is deeply appreciated. We also want to take a second and thank you for being a loyal listener, and we love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are always welcome to the Magic Army Podcast, so make sure you get in touch with us today. Some weekends, ladies and gentlemen, we say Quaharini. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic out. I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with tacos. Tips for tacos. Hey, this is Eli from the Magic Outway Podcast. When I'm not podcasting, talking Disney and drawing, I'm listening to Mad Hatter Radio. Some good stuff. <laughs>